0: What is up and welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. I'm excited to have you. And look, I'm always gonna do my best to bring you the elite guests and the legendary guests. And I have the legendary Nick Winkler on today. Nick, what is up? Mark,
1: man. Thanks for having me. Legendary. I love it. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna change my handle. Legendary <laughs> Barry Wink.
0: That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and well, here's the reason I say that you are a weekly contributor to the lock locked on 49ers podcast. You're not a weak contributor, you're a great contributor. <laughs> but earlier in the year, I had Oscar Aparicio from the Better Rivals podcast, and I called him the OG of 49ers content creators. But you and Brian had the gold faithful podcast back then when those guys were doing the better rivals podcast. So what's it like? being a bay area legend
1: (laughs) it was a lot of fun you know to to get this thing started with brian way back in the day we we were co-workers at total traffic network just reporting traffic and sports and you know just having a whole lot of fun and actually our very first podcast was uh, a fantasy baseball podcast if you believe that because we were in a fantasy baseball league together with a bunch of guys and we still have that league going but it just kind of started as that and we're like four or five shows in we're like you know what we both love the 49ers. Like, why don't we really just focus on something that we're truly passionate about that, that we could talk about ad nauseum, you know, like I, I could talk about the Niners in my sleep. So that, you know, that just sparked gold faithful and led to lockdown 49ers. And, and here we all are.
0: That is so cool. I listened to y'all. Gosh, what year did you start? Do you remember?
1: Oh gosh, 2014 maybe. I mean, it's been okay. a long time. I mean, maybe it was 2015, but it was, yeah, it was way back in the day. I think my daughter, yeah, my daughter was just born. So it was 2014, which is just crazy to think about.
0: Yeah. Because I don't know if I started listening then, but it it had to been right after that, because I think i had been listening to y'all a few years and then you made the shift over to locked on 49ers. And I actually remember, I, I, I still remember, I'm thinking that was 2017 and, um, and I just, I just, I, cause I actually remember where I was going when I first heard, uh, heard about that. And so, uh, uh, that, that was, that was a really cool, uh, time that, that y'all, uh, did that back then. So thanks for the many years of being great content creators for the 49ers.
1: Hey, thanks for listening, Mark. That's why we do it, right? I mean, we do it because we love talking and we love talking 49ers and, the reason i listen to so many podcasts including you know including yours you know it's one of those things where i want to i want as much as i can can handle right i just like if something's going on in my ears you know it's either going to be giants baseball game today or it's going to be 49ers you know content <laughs> yeah. creators out there talking about it so yeah, you keep doing cool. it too mark man we we appreciate it we love having everybody out there you know it, it helps to have a lot of voices too you know coming from a lot of different angles and, and really you know because there's a lot of people out there that that sour on the mm-hmm. 49ers. There's people that root against 49ers. Like, I don't understand that. I'm not that I guy. Know. You're never going to get yeah. that from me. I'm not going to be like, I like that guy. I don't like that guy. Well, you know, the only way I'm not going to like a guy is if he's doing something horrible on the field, right? right? If he's just, yeah. if he's trash, and if he's trash, the 49ers, probably aren't going to have him on the squad. So <laughs> I don't even need to say anything. They, they know All what's right. happening. Or obviously if he has some off the field issues that, that I, I don't want to deal with or, or mention, yeah, you know, things like that.
0: Well, listen, I remember listening to y'all talk and, and I mean, every time they bring you on, uh, on locked on, they always do the, uh, Nicholas Winkler, come on down from the price is right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued by this. Um, I had, I mean, of course, I remember being just a little kid watching Bob Barker back in the day, especially when you'd be sick and home from school yeah. And, and then in, in like 2005 or something like that, I had a friend, a girl that I went to church with that went, that actually got on the show and won the whole thing, actually won a car. Nice. And so I thought that was pretty cool. So what is your story? Like, how did you, I, mean, I know that you just, you, sh- you get tickets, you show up yeah. and, and they p- handpick people out of the line, I guess. And so you must've made some kind of impression. And so- When, when you, when they said Nicholas Winkler, come on down, were you the guy who just, you made this great bid and got on, or were you the, the $1 over guy or the $1? (laughs) Is it under? Yeah, it's over $1 over.
1: (laughs) I did the $1 over. And that was the, (laughs) I I was getting scared because I was one of the first names called up And, and you're right. You, anybody can go, be in the audience and on your way in they do an interview there, there's a producer and a, an assistant that just walks down you know they bring in groups and they walk down the line and they talk to you and then they talk to you and so when they got to me I you know I, I did my thing and then they went to my my wife the next person and then asked me another question and I was like oh here we go like that that's a good sign and when we finished I was like she's like they're totally gonna pick you I was like yeah I think so too I I think that was kind of their their way of telling me to be ready so Sure enough, I was one of the first people called down, and uh, and I got scared because, I the whole you know the first half of the show I, I didn't get it, and so I'm in the, you know it's like the only six people get called up on stage, and so I'm like oh man if I don't get called up and I was one of the first people like how embarrassing is that gonna be? So the first chance I had to go last uh, on contestants row, I did eight oh one, and it was eight ten, and it was just like oh man this is amazing I did it you know and and. I don't, Brian plays the the clip sometimes of me screaming and it's just so loud. Like it's just like, it's just the most ridiculous sound I've ever made. But I, I was seriously terrified of being stuck up there the whole time.
0: That is so funny. So how did you, how far did you get? I, I I saw, I've seen the, the, uh, the clip or or the, the picture of you at the big wheel is that thing as heavy as it's what? heavy it's huge
1: it is giant i was shocked when i grabbed it and uh no it's it's cool uh, i i post it every once in a while on youtube and then they take it down after a few days i uh, mean it gets like a ridiculous amount of views every time i put it up uh and then the price is right it's like nope or viacon <laughs> or whoever whoever owns it they, they take it down almost yeah. immediately uh but next time i do it I'll, I'll make sure to let you know i do it every once in a while just for fun uh, but no, uh, it's funny. I got to to spin the wheel last in in my in in my turn, and a woman had ninety, and I, I rolled a ninety five, and so she nice. afterwards she was so mad at me. She came up, she' like, <laughs> "Shit!" It was this little old lady, and she came up and she's like, she like grabbed my shirt. And she's like, ah, you. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, actually, I made it all the way to the showcase showdown, and uh, yeah. at the time, my wife and I, our car had just uh, kind of reached its tail end, so we were there just to get a car, you know, that was wow. the whole goal. And uh, so I passed on a bunch of trips that, oh. uh, that my wife was not happy about later, but I'm like, <laughs> we had a deal. Like the deal was to get on there and get a car. Yeah. So I passed and and then it was like a pontoon boat. And I lived in San Francisco at the time. It's like, what am I gonna do with a pontoon <laughs> boat? So that was that was a real big disappointment, but you know, it was just a great experience all along. And I don't know if you know this too, Mark, but way back in 2000, I was actually on Wheel of Fortune. What? as well. So I've, I've been on two and I made it to the final puzzle and, and oh I didn't get the gosh. final puzzle either. So like, I'm really good at getting on game <laughs> shows, getting to the end and then blowing it. Like that's my MO.
0: So you're like the, you're like the post Steve Young 49ers then. The, there you the, go. The, the there Harbaugh, like, Steve finally Shanahan. won one. So
1: I guess, I guess what I need to go. Yeah, no, because they won one. No? You're right. Steve was the last one to win yeah. one. Yeah, I feel like I was like... Steve Young for a long time. And I just need to get one more shot to get the monkey <laughs> off my back, go. right? Right. Okay. Gotta, I got to figure out another game show to go on to complete my Steve Young journey.
0: Yeah, I don't know what, what all is out there. You could do something like Survivor or something like that. But uh... My
1: wife wants me to do that, but I don't camp. So that I would not last <laughs> out there. My idea of being on vacation is not being outside. And so yeah. I, I'd last a day or two and I'd just be like, no, nah, I'm going home.
0: Yeah, they'd lose me when it comes to having to go to the bathroom in the woods. Yeah. You know, I think I'd be out at that point, but. uh, Or any of those
1: eating challenges that they do? Oh, yeah. No, no. I couldn't (laughs) stomach it.
0: No. Well, hey, let's talk 49ers. I could talk to you about the prices right for a while, but. I might be like the only one that wants to do that. So <laughs> let's get into the get into that. And I want to start off with the 49ers quarterback situation and kind of get your thoughts on, on what you're thinking about that. You know, is it possible that Sam Darnold could beat out Trey Lance for that number two spot?
1: Of course it is. Right. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was a high draft pick by the Jets. You know, he he was highly touted coming out of college, and he's got all the intangibles, right? You you, you hear people saying, oh, he's the best thrower, you know, that's ever been there. And, oh, another fantastic performance, you know, at practice by Darnold and this and that. And there's something about that, right, that, that he's got the talent. But he hasn't been able to show it in the game. Like, he's had brief stints with the Jets a few more with the Panthers, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, I can see a little something here, whereas – Trey Lance has shown that as well. The problem with Trey Lance is, is he can't stay healthy. So if you're yeah. a betting man and you had to bet on who, you know, the number two is going to be for most of the season, it, it's hard to, to bet against Darnold just because Trey Lance has never shown that he can stay healthy mm-hmm. in the NFL, right? I mean, Brock Purdy is going to come back most likely, hopefully by the start of the season. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the 49ers. and And, you know, Sam Darnold, if, if you get the system, that's it too. I mean, Kyle Shanahan runs a really tricky system. It's all about knowing where your guys are going to be before they get there, knowing what the defense is going to do because you set them up in a play earlier in the game. And here we are, you know, a quarter later, we're going to run that same play. We know what they're going to do now. Right. So can Sam Darnold process all that? Can he figure all that out? If he can show Kyle, you know, that, that that's his thing, I don't see why he couldn't. I mean, I'm not rooting for it. I'm not rooting against any 49er. If Trey Lance is the mm-hmm. quarterback, he's my quarterback. And I'll start crying T.O. You know, that's my quarterback. I'll start doing it if you need me to do it, you know, because I'm not a guy who's going to root against anybody. If it's Purdy, let's go Purdy. If it's Sam Darnold, let's go Darnold.
0: Yeah. The the interesting thing is that it seems that Kyle Shanahan has been really high on Sam Darnold for quite some time. I I think, I think it goes back to the draft uh, Mm -hmm. the year that Darnold was taken. So if the coach is really high on a guy and you know how these coaches are, they all think that, look, I can take this guy who so far yeah. looks like a bust and I can make him into the next Joe Montana. That's, that's how they all think. And so that I, cause I've been the one I, I write for 49ers web zone. And I've been writing all along that Trey Lance is going to, ultimately be the guy, maybe Brock Purdy will be for the first year or so, but Trey Lance is the long-term guy. And when they brought in Sam Darnold, I was like, no way he's beating out Trey Lance. But then when you continue to hear things that it seems like the 49ers are leaking, even though they don't leak, it seems like they're letting some things out that makes you believe that they're higher on Sam Darnold than, than I at least initially thought. Yeah, I mean, they give him a pretty big
1: contract, right? I mean, that's not what you give third-string quarterbacks. So to me, the leaks might have, you know, there's always the the uh, person inside of me that's that's crying out conspiracy, right? They're up to something. They're doing (laughs) something, and maybe they are, you know, hyping up Darnold because they want to trade him. Because they're like, yeah, we we probably can't, you know, Purdy's coming along great. We kind of signed Darnold as that kind of emergency net. Now he's coming along great. We know he'll be there. We've got Lance. Like maybe we can get something for Donald and not have to pay that what three and a half million dollars or whatever it is, or maybe they really do love Donald and they think they can get something for Trey Lance. I mean, there, there's going to be some movement, I believe in 49ers quarterback exactly. group. I don't think they're going to start the season with all three of those guys. I, I'd be surprised if they did because, you know, and, and now they're like, Oh, Brandon Allen. Oh, he's, a, he's the, <laughs> the next guy. He's the next Brock Purdy. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right. Bump the brakes <laughs> a little bit, guys. This is just practice. And that's, that's really where it's tricky too, is, you know, this yeah. is, this is just practice. So, you know, you, you, we we drool over a couple of bits of film that we could see because we're football fans, right? We love football. We want to see as much football as we can. So when we see one thing, it's like, all right, let's break down every single step, every single motion. You know, hey, where where did his hand end up? How many fingers did he have on the ball? You know, like yeah. all the stuff we can do, Mark, because that's what we do. And we love right. it. And yeah, and so I'm with you. I, I think that Trey Lance is going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. I really do believe that. Is he going to be with the 49ers? I hope so. But yeah. that being said, maybe Brock Purdy's going to be a great quarterback too. So you, you know, hopefully that's what the 49ers. So it's it's a it's a fine line that the 49ers need need to walk here too because you know they don't want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave up a lot to go get Trey Lance. And so if if they give him away for like a third-round draft pick or something, that's admitting, you know, that wow, guys, we really messed up on that one. We we really did a swing and miss there. And, but then again, you don't want to give up on Purdy, a guy who looked amazing, you know, in his in his rookie season. So it's they're in a tough spot. That's for sure.
0: I've said multiple times and I've written multiple times that if Trey Lance is indeed a bust, and I think that it's way too early to label him as such, but if he does turn into a bust, I think that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch can survive that, especially if Brock Purdy is good. But what I'm not sure that they can survive is if they let him go, if they trade Trey Lance, and then he becomes a star for somebody else and Brock Purdy fizzles. Then I think that they're really in trouble uh, at that point. Yeah, what do I think you think? You're th- right, Mark. Yeah. What do do you Let's feel stop. like? Do you feel like Trey's gotten a, a fair chance? Because when you look back at his rookie season, he he was hurt and mm-hmm. playing with this finger that now they're saying he wasn't even able to to put it on the ball. And like I can't imagine throwing a ball mm-hmm. with only four fingers. And then. You go into the Chicago game last year. He still is dealing with issues from that finger. Um, Then, of course, there's the horrible rainstorm. His team's not playing well. Debo Samuel fumbled inside the red zone on the opening drive. And so do you feel like he's gotten a fair shake? Sometimes it feels like he hasn't. But then at the same time, as you said, he, he can't seem to stay healthy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the 49ers have given him every opportunity. Right. I mean, he he was the first he got the start last year. They basically were like, bye, Jimmy. We're going with Trey Lance. Like, let's go. And and, and he got the chance and he couldn't stay healthy. Right. I mean, yeah. same as his rookie year. Like they, they put him out there and he, and he got hurt. So it's like, how many times can you keep doing the same thing and expect different results? I mean, yeah. I hope I hope it's a fluke. I hope. You know, that that he does get to play some games this year and, and he does prove that, that he's a good quarterback and that he can stay healthy because I know the 49ers want it to happen. They, they do. They they want Trey Lance to be the guy. They they gave up a bunch to go get him. Kyle has vision, right? He's, he knows what he wants to do with Trey Lance. And it's a lot different than what he can do with Brock Purdy. They have very mm-hmm. different talents. They have very different skill sets. And I'm sure Kyle has, you know, this is my Trey Lance book. And this is my perfect And I'm sure he's also got a Sam Darnold book over here too now <laughs> because he knows what his guys could do. And, and I mean, look what he did with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I mean, yeah. this is a guy who played a couple games for the Patriots, <laughs> came over and led a team to a Super Bowl, right? And then what he did with Brock Purdy, you know, and what he could do with Trey Lance. Like this is – Kyle Shanahan gets it. He, he yeah. understands offenses. He understands what his guys can and can't do. And, and so I really hope Trey Lance does get a shot. But I'm with you, Mark. I'm not sure he's been given a fair shot just because – he can't stay on the field. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if he can, if, if he was getting pulled because he threw a couple picks, then I'd be here saying, no, no, no. The Giants are being, or the Niners are being way too quick on this. They're, you know, they're pulling the string way too fast. This kid needs time to learn because you know, he hasn't played much football. He yeah, has really one season right. in college, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to get out there and actually play ball and it's a different speed in the NFL than it is in college. So I hope he does. I, I hope they don't give up on him, Mark. I'm with you. I think he could be fantastic. And you really don't want to see him go be fantastic somewhere else. That oh, would really yeah. hurt.
0: Yeah, that would. It. I mean, you, you mentioned how Kyle Shanahan is is so good at bringing out the best in quarterbacks. I mean, you only need to look at Nick Mullins and what he was able to right. do with him for a while. And Nick Mullins is is not really that good. So, no. so speaking of quarterbacks that had elbow injuries. Do you think, because the 49ers, again, the fact that there are guys like Matt Mayoko who are starting to say, look, things are going really well. If they continue the way they're going, then there's a really good chance that Brock Purdy could start week one.
1: Mm-hmm. Do
0: you think that's possible? I've been in the on the train of there's no way that he's going to be ready week one. But I... I don't know anything about medical right, stuff, right. so that's I just don't know much guess. about the medical
1: stuff either, Mark. I'll be completely honest with you, but my gut tells me that he's probably not going to start Week One. I think that that also kind of gives you that showcase, right, where you can put Lance out there and really, you know, give him a game or two and let Purdy really take his time. You don't want to rush him back. It's a long season. Yeah. You play seventeen games now. And the 49ers haven't been able to keep their quarterbacks healthy all season. Like it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, and a lot of teams around the NFL, it doesn't happen either. It's not just a 49er thing. I mean, it seems that way as a 49er fan. Uh, but but <laughs> it's not the case. It's it's a dangerous game, and guys get hurt. So to rush Purdy back, I think, wouldn't be prudent. I don't think that's a smart move by the 49ers. So I would be surprised if he starts week one. I, I think it's going to be Trey Lance's job at least week one, maybe even into week two. Uh, and then if he really shines – and you got yourself a little bit of a quarterback controversy, right? So I don't know. And that's another reason why maybe the 49ers do want to rush him out there week one is because they don't want to find themselves in that situation week two or week three. Uh, you know, if Trey Lance has gone out and really been a stud yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, well, Brock Birdie already showed that he's a stud. He, you know, he led us to an NFC championship game and, you know, we're just going to go ahead and, and ditch the guy now because Trey Lance is playing well. So it's it's a tough spot for them to be in. But if I had to put my money right now on week one starter, I would say it's going to be Lance.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's probably I'm in the same boat. If I was going to, to lay a, a claim on who's going to be the, the week one starter, that would be my guess as well. Now here's the thing. I think that that opening game in Pittsburgh against that really good defense that, that gets after the quarterback and Mike Tomlin who always has his team ready and I think I heard somebody mention that the Steelers have won gosh what was it I can't remember how many consecutive opening games like, like several it was several in a row um, <clears throat> I believe that's is what I heard and so I don't think that that the 49ers will be favored to win that game but that is far from a gimme I mm-hmm. think that if Trey Lance is the starter then you know maybe they let him start because they know that's gonna be a tough game. If not, that could end Brock Purdy's undefeated regular season streak. Have you given any given any thought to to that game and what that might look like?
1: Yeah, I mean obviously anytime you play the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know that defense is, is gonna get after it. And and you're starting on the road. It's the third straight year that the Niners have had to start on the road, not just on the road, but in that 10 o'clock Pacific time okay. start, right? So that that's that's tough for them it, it's tricky i mean they're they're obviously going to be ready for it you know they're going to get there well in advance that is what the 49ers do uh they're going to get out there but it's also it takes me right back to what we just talked about mark and is it is it a fair shot do you throw <laughs> trey lance out there because you know that it, it's a good defense and you don't want to get Purdy hurt but then are yeah. you just going to go get trey lance hurt like yeah. is that another spot where people can then say like what the heck's going on? You're not giving our guy Lance a shot because, you know, you keep throwing him out there and, right. you know, just don't run him up the middle. I guess that's, that's really <laughs> yeah. what, I, what I don't want to see anymore. Design play runs up the right. middle for, for Trey Lance. But that's going to be a tough game. I definitely think the 49ers can win that football game because, you know, you're looking at a team that's that's still going to, you know, most likely have a, a Debo Samuel who's going to be, you know, recharged, rejuvenated coming off his awful season last year. You know, you're still going to have Kittle. You're still going to have Ayuk. You know, you're still going to have Christian McCaffrey for a whole season, hopefully. So, you know, this is this is a team that's designed to win now, and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a tough spot for them for them to start on the road like that. I think the NFL kind of did them a little bit dirty with that mm-hmm. game in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, after what happened to them, how their season ended, it's like, oh yeah, well, while you're down, we're going to kick you a little bit and give you the Steelers in Pittsburgh. 10 a.m. start yeah. time's fine, right?
0: And they usually start off slow anyway, so. So crazy juice said, "Well, the only way Trey could learn is by getting playtime." Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, and then he corrected, 100%. "Getting playtime." Yeah, that is. That's true. You know that the only way that he's going to get better is to play. And Brock Purdy yeah. got that chance, and uh, so it would be great to see Trey get that chance. Let's talk about the uh, the mini camp because they just finished on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday with the uh, uh, the mandatory mini camp. Did you see any reports or anything that uh, that jumped out to you that you thought is is promising or discouraging or, hey, look at that? Anything that jumped out?
1: Uh, you know, everything has been so quarterback centric, right? I mean, everything yeah. that's been coming out of there has just been Darnold this and Lance that, and, you know, this and that. And to me, that's very promising. That That's very much like I'd rather have two really good quarterbacks back there than one guy just. Being like, oh, it was two for 17 today. You know, mm-hmm. i I want to see these guys push each other. There's the whole iron sharpens iron thing that's been the 49ers motto for a few years now. And and I really like that, you know. And it's really, it's really good to see a lot of these young guys, second-year guys, rookies, out there really putting the juice on. One of the guys I, I really think uh, the 49ers need to step up this season and really, really play well is uh Diamond Lenore. Like I really yeah. think he he is a big, big uh placeholder for that that other cornerback spot, right? I mean, I hope mm-hmm. he takes it and it's his for years to come. But I think and I think he's gonna get the first shot at it because kind of what we saw towards the end of the year and how he played in the postseason. I, I think he played really well. We we know Charvarius Ward's gonna hold down one side. And so then it's like who who else is going to step up out there? So I've, i I saw you know something today just came out and it showed Ward all right, it showed Lenore getting in there and breaking up a Sam Darnold pass, almost picking it. And so it's like, all right, there you go, Lenore, keep it going. You're you're a guy I have an eye on all throughout spring training or through training camp and, and into the exhibition season. And and he'll probably be out there starting week one.
0: Yeah, he really did come up big. In fact, there were some games down the stretch that I felt like he was better yeah. than uh, than Charverius Ward. Because uh, Charveris Ward went through a little spell last year where he where he wasn't as good. I don't know if he was dinged up a little bit, but but yeah, that's that's a great one to to watch. I don't know if you saw in that video where uh, where Lenore uh, broke up that pass. He almost picked off the pass from Sam Darnold. Did you see where somebody? I, I don't remember who it was, or I'd give them credit, but somebody. Paused the video and then did a screenshot where he's just dropped the ball and you see Brandon Ayuk looking back at Darnold in disgust it's pretty funny um I, I did not I, see that but there's
1: there's another guy that I expect great things from this season, Brandon oh Ayuk. Yeah. I mean yeah. and, and especially if Brock Purdy is the quarterback I mean he really woke up when mm. Purdy took over that quarterback position he just he liked him You could see it. You know, He would. his first thing wasn't there. Okay, I'm looking for Ayuk. Because Ayuk just, oh, I mean, and Ayuk went up and got balls. Like, it was really fun to watch Brandon Ayuk the second half of last season. So hopefully he continues that this season and is really, you know, he's getting close to another, his first big contract. So this is when, you know, guys really tend to step up and really play well and play play hard the entire season. So look for a huge season for Brandon Ayuk this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to throw you a little curveball here. It, let's say that a couple of years down the road, they have to make a choice between Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Who are you, Mister Mister is right? That's willing to to bet big, and and, and you're in this. You're in the the finale. You're in the showcase. Who are you keeping between Ayuk and Debo Samuel?
1: That's a tough call because I mean we've seen yeah. Debo Samuel be the basically you know his his 2021 season he was the best player in football yeah i mean that was just incredible to watch and then you watch him last year and his numbers almost halved, right Mm. i mean so it's like which which debo are we gonna get you know if i have to make that decision in a couple years well i'm gonna be paying close attention to how much work (laughs) Debo's putting in he got paid and all of a sudden you know he wasn't quite as good this year so or last year so that that's a big one but when it comes to just pure wide receiving skill i mean that's hard, too, because that, that season for Debo before he came a wide back, like he was just on fire as a wide receiver. Like he was looking yeah, amazing. Right. And then they needed him to kind of play running back. And so he did. So it's a tough call for me. If I had to make that decision right now, oh, I'd probably still go with Debo Samuel just because, you know, it's still so fresh in my mind what he did in 2021. And there's just mm-hmm. not really any other player in the NFL that's like him.
0: Yeah, those routes that Ayuk runs, though, they're so smooth. And he just it's he true like he's gliding when he has the ball. He'll go up um, and get it
1: too, which is a lot of fun to watch too. Yeah. He's got some some good ups.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned Diamador Lenore. Is there another young player that you're really excited about? Yes. So even before
1: you know, OTA started and people started reporting. I I was talking on the Lockdown 49er podcast a lot about Drake Jackson, and how he's going to get every opportunity opposite Nick Bosa to really start and play a lot of snap times. And and then he showed up, and he's like, yeah, I put on a bunch of muscle. It's just like, whoa, Drake Jackson's (laughs) taking it serious. Like, he's making me look good. So, yeah, I'm going to keep my money on the Drake Jackson table and just kind of hope that I can ride that you know, to 10 or 12 sacks this season, because he's going to get a lot of single coverage when you're playing opposite Nick Bosa. So hopefully, right. he, yeah, hopefully Wilkes can come in and really get the most out of him. I mean, that's a huge addition too, for the 49ers, you know, that whole, you know, yeah, you lost, you've lost your defensive coordinators the last couple of years. Right. And all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, Oh wait, Oh, Wilkes is available. Bring him in. Like I thought he should have got the head coaching job for Carolina. So I was right, shocked when yeah. they let him go. And then even more excited when the 49ers locked him up as defensive coordinator. So yeah, give me Drake Jackson all day long. All
0: right. So let me ask you this. I, I, I think that the team currently is better than they were this time last year. Are they, well, qu- let's say quarterback aside, if Brock Purdy comes mm-hmm. back healthy, then then I definitely think that they're better than they were at this time last year are they as good right now as they were going into the NFC championship game when Brock Purdy was still healthy?
1: That's a tough call, right? Because you have a, a little bit of a reworked offensive line, right? So you, you did lose McGlinchey, who was, to all his credit, you know, he got bashed a lot in his pass protection, but he was one of the best run blockers in the NFL. So that's going to definitely hurt that 49ers run game a little bit. So that that to me is, is a step back, right? But now, you know, what'd you add? Right. I mean you you added a fantastic defensive tackle. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 that's about it, right? I yeah. mean, who else did the 49ers really go and add to make your team better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got some cool young guys that are big question marks, but you know, yeah, you, you had McCaffrey then, you know, you 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 still had Iuk, you had Debo, you had Kittle, like you had a healthy Brock Purdy going into that game. So for me, it it really are they better than they were? Uh, I, I don't know if they're better than they were. I, I think they're you could say that they're about even because they lost a the big offensive tackle, but they got a big defensive tackle. Yeah. So it's like they got a little bit better on one side of the ball, but a little bit worse on the other. So it, it, to me, it seems like they're pretty, pretty close to the same team that they were, uh, which is a fantastic team. I mean, you're talking about a team that went to the NFC Championship game. So I, I really look forward to see what they do at that right tackle spot. You know, do, is it going to be – Some of they already have in camp. They've said it's going to be, but who knows what's going to happen between now and and, you know, in in early September.
0: Yeah, you're right. it It is hard to say if they're as good right now as they were going into the NFC Championship game. I think that what they added in Javon Hargrave is bigger than what they lost in Mike McGlinchey. But you know, we're kind of in that that place with Colton McKivitz that we were last year. When right. you know we're asking you know with Banks Brendel and Burford in the in the yeah. middle, there was a little bit of trepidation. You know what are these guys going to be like? They turned out to be good. Mm-hmm. And you Thanks look especially at yeah Col- yeah and and Colton McKivitts, I I don't remember where I heard this, but uh, I probably ought to be writing these things down so I can give people credit. But what I what I read was that while McKivitts doesn't grade as well in the running game mm-hmm. as McGlinchey. He grades better in pass protection than McGlinchey. So while he may not bring as much, you know, when they run the ball, it's possible that he could be an upgrade um, in pass protection. So I don't know if that's going to be the case. I mean, he did start mm-hmm. a game. What uh, was that in 2021? Yeah, I think he started a game when McGlinchy was hurt and or when, I, I can't remember if it was for he played okay yeah, he or played, Trent I Williams. I don't remember Williams. who no, who yeah, he played for. for yeah, yeah, and and he wasn't bad. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So hopefully he he figures it out, and they say he's going to get every opportunity to to you know be there and not have to look over his shoulder. So you know, with confidence, can you know sometimes you can get production. So hopefully that is the case when it comes to McKibbins.
0: Yeah, here's my last question. What are your concerns as the team? takes the summer off and prepares to go into training camp. What, uh, what are your concerns? Obviously quarterback, cause we don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen there, but beyond that, is there something that you're concerned about with this team?
1: Yeah. I mean, if we're not going to talk quarterback, then it's, and we're, you know, we've kind of already covered the offensive line. I kind of already covered the, the secondary as well, but, but maybe another part in that secondary in the nickel spot, Right. I mean, I, I think I think it's Womack's job to lose at this moment. But who knows? I mean, they brought in a whole bunch of guys to compete for that nickel spot. and But that's a huge one. I mean, mm-hmm. you play, you know, in, in the NFC West where you got to deal with Cooper Cup twice a year. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great slot receivers out there that mm-hmm. that nickel guy's going to need to cover. So to me, that's going to be one of the areas I'm really focused on here in camp uh, is really who's out there, who who's taking the nickel coverage, who looks good, who's fast, who's quick, who can get their hands on the guy, you know, and, and redirect their routes because you know those slots that's all about quick, right? It's about slants, yeah. it's about outs, it's about comebacks, it's about how quick you can get open. So who 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 on the 49ers can cover guys like that? That to me, I think is is my yeah. biggest question mark heading into the season.
0: Mm-hmm. Well you mentioned quarterback. What what is it uh with the quarterback that that makes you the most concerned? Is it Brock <laughs> Purdy's injury or or is there something different?
1: Yeah. Obviously, it's the injury, it's it's Trey Lance's history of injuries, it's the 49ers' history of injuries, you know, the the Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) days. So it's it's I mean, and and quarterback's the most important position, probably in all the sports. So if if you don't have a healthy quarterback, as the 49ers showed in the NFC Championship game, you're not gonna win anything. So to me, that is obviously the biggest question for the 49ers overall: is who's gonna start and who should start, and who should be patient, and who Mm -hmm. should sit back and you know, is it, is it Purdy? You know, you do you not throw Trey Lance out there week one? Because Purdy is ready to go. And you feel confident that that he is the leader of your football team, which by all accounts, the 49ers are saying he is. They're saying this is our guy, no matter what. Like, we're Purdy's ready to go, he's under center. So I, I can't wait. I, I'm really so excited, Mark. I know we're still a few months away, but every yeah. day I – you know, it gets a little bit closer. I just get a little <laughs> bit more
0: excited. <laughs> no, same here. Hey, Nick, tell us uh, where we can find you, where we can hear you.
1: Yeah, app area wink on Twitter or, you know, every Wednesday. I do Winky Wednesdays on Lockdown 49ers. Uh, check it out. Brian and, and Eric, they're the man. And uh, if you don't listen to them, you're not subscribed to them. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> right,
0: <on. laughs> right. Yeah, go check out the uh, Locked On 49ers podcast, which you probably already are. And so you probably watch or hear Nick every single Wednesday when he's on with them. And while you're at it, check out the 49ers Camelot show, make sure to rate review and follow the show uh, so that we can continue bringing incredible guests like this. Nick, thanks. This was so much fun.
1: Hey Mark. Thanks for having me, man. Keep up the great work.
0: I'm going to do my best and you do the same, man. Uh, Great to have you. Great to talk to you.
1: Anytime, Mark.